Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. It's September 16th. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. Now on today's episode, we have an interview and actually Andrew Wilcox, who worked at the station here, he conducted it and we had Jody Butts on the show, who is the Director of Emergency Management and Regional Fire Chief here. So without further ado, we'll hop right into it. Welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. My name is Andrew Wilcox. Today on the show, we have Jody Butts. He is our Regional Fire Chief and Director of Emergency Management. Jody, how are you today? I'm very good, Andrew. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here with us because this has been a hot topic here in Fort McMurray, talking about um, emergency services and our emergency emergency communication center. So, for those that aren't aware, can you give us a bit of a recap of what's happened over the last year when it comes to our emergency services dispatch center? Yeah, um, and it's certainly we've been at this for over a year. So, on August fourth of two thousand and twenty. Uh, the municipality was served a letter from Alberta Health Services stating that they no longer uh, required our EMS dispatching services. We have been um, working, uh, well, we've been working towards, uh, or I guess working in, in, in the matter of trying to um, explain how the uh, Alberta Health Services consolidated EMS dispatch model um, is not conducive for the Wood Buffalo region. Um, we've certainly garnered um, unanimous support from our local uh, mayor and members of council. In November of 2020, um, they agreed to it, uh, pay for the uh, not uh, receive revenue generation from Alberta Health Services and essentially pay for the service. Um, so that eliminated the, the reasoning of, of cost savings um, to Alberta Health Services. We, uh, in January of 2021, the physical transition of EMS dispatch occurred along with uh, Calgary, Red Deer, Lethbridge and ourselves. Um, that occurred in January and in, so essentially what that means is in, and I think it was January 20th around there, we we were we will con- we continue to answer the 911 call which we do today but police fire and ambulance and then required an ambulance we were trans- we transferred uh, the call to either three primary AHS EMS dispatch centers in Alberta that being Peace River Edmonton or Calgary and then once the call determination and the call taken occurred they would transfer it back to our emergency communication center um, to dispatch um, um, support uh, resources and, and such. So, but in uh, in February, um, we uh, you know uh, we made the dis- we, you know through uh, the support of mayor and council, we made the decision to um, stop the transfer of those calls. And there was a 40, 48 hour window in there that uh, allowed us to to see what um you know to allow us to see the um the the how the transition uh was actually bringing harm to our region uh alberta health services uh took the legal route and placed a temporary injunction 
on on uh, us stopping the transfer of them EMS calls, and so we were forced um, through the courts to return transferring those EMS calls. I'll say this: that in that 48-hour window, um, we we noticed a, an immediate uh, improvement. In the days before, we had um, an address verification to one of our rural communities that took Alberta Health Services uh, about seven minutes to verify. Wow. As soon as we transferred, uh, we stopped transferring that call. It wasn't within the first hour. We've got a, 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 you know we got a, a similar call out to that same rural community, and it took our local dispatchers 20 seconds. Wow. So we, we noticed an immediate improvement in services, but the but the temporary injunction um, forced us to go back to to Alberta Health Services um, um, EMS dispatch. Now since that time. Um, and I will say this: that uh, the the three, the four communities or municipalities, Calgary, Lethbridge, uh, Red Deer, and ourselves, their mayors have been absolutely uh, in solidarity against uh, this transition of EMS dispatch. And and yet, however, in that political arena, uh, we they have been unable to move the needle on the minister's health, minister of health's um, decision to consolidate EMS. Uh, uh, dispatch. Um, the minister then asked for a working group, um, struck a working group between Alberta Health Services, between the four municipalities, Alberta Health, and his, uh, I guess, the assistant, or sorry, and the Minister of Municipal Affairs office and the, the health ministry. A working group that um, was, we were put together, we probably met uh, virtually over probably a matter of um, from about March to the end of June, about 11, 12, 13 times. And at the end of the day, there just wasn't any progress. Uh, it ended up being a very unilateral um, unilateral conversation where um, there was no appetite for Alberta Health Services to recognize the harm that has been caused by the transition of EMS. It was more about the minister's direction is to move forward regardless. So it, there was no, ref, there was no uh, opportunity or opportunity allowed to reflect on some of the observations that we were seeing. And we've, we've, categorized, or we've cataloged and recorded hundreds, not one or two, but hundreds of um, issues with, uh, with uh, this EMS dispatch to our local, to our local region um, here. Now we just through it, 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 you got to appreciate how taxing that is on our on our staff to be monitoring those calls, every one of those calls. Mm-hmm. So um, by at the end of April, we stopped uh, shadowing those EMS calls, and um, and we so we're now. If I fast forward to today, um, we. Uh, we continue. We don't shadow the calls, but we continue to observe. Um, and I'm going to say the word egregious gaps in service. Um, and that's this is. Remember, the transition of EMS happened in January, so there's not a few little hiccups in the process or the system. We are still seeing very uh, egregious gaps in service. 
Once again, it's Andrew Wilcox interviewing Jody Butts, the Director of Emergency Management and Regional Fire Chief. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters, and we'll be right back. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Hey, it's Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. We're back for part two of our segment with our very own Andrew Wilcox as he interviews Jody Butts, the Director of Emergency Management and Regional Fire Chief. What was the original reasoning that was given to you guys for this change? Um, I'd have to pull the letter, but I believe it was cost. It was, uh, there was an Ernest & Young report that was completed, I think, uh, when the, the, the UCP government took, uh, got into office. There was an Ernest & Young report uh, generated, and I, I think we can all, anybody who has experience with those types of reports, they are, they are, um, there are, I guess they're a, a tool or a measure to identify areas to save, to save costs. And we know that that's certainly been um, this, our, our provincial government's mandate here um, in the recent days is to continue to look for areas to save, save costs. Well, I, I, can, I can assure you that um, that might have been the government's, um, the government's uh, I guess, motive but Alberta Health Services, um, that's not their motive. It was the, their motive, and I'm, is more about control. And they are they set a mandate in 2009, and uh, forward where they were going to consolidate all uh, into a uh, all of EMS into a provincial model. And I'm talking more than dispatch. I'm talking ground ambulance. Wow. Now, Andrew, if you all you have to do is just pay attention to. Um, you know that that stream of news out there today in the EMS and the struggles that are happening mm-hmm. right now, um, it's it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a tragedy that's happening out there right now. Um, our you know, and we we continue to communicate with our colleagues across the province and other departments. And, and there's um, I just heard of of this morning where there's no ambulance there's there's no ambulances in in Medicine Hat because they're all being sucked into into the metro area of Calgary. That's a and that that's been going on in rural Alberta for a number of uh, years um, and a number of months. And, and it's it's just it it Alberta Health Services fails to recognize recognize that there is strength in this province. There was a model that worked extremely well, and it has only been their actions that have created this. Um, I guess this 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 angst or this this uh, lack of service that we now see. So, when you met with them, and it's, it seems as though you removed the final the financial aspect through our municipality, what was their reasoning that they gave you, or was it just a straight up stonewall? This is what we want to do. So that and so, if you go back into the records, and I, and I, I can say that the first when it came out of the out of the. When it was first announced, it was used for you know cost savings, financial savings, mm-hmm. and I want to just state that that what that represented in the municipality is six hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars annually yep. uh, for the munis- that the municipality received revenues uh, from uh, AHS to provide EMS dispatch service. That's that's you know that that was um, so on November a council session in November two thousand and twenty. Our council said, well. 
never mind that, we'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then Alberta Health Services says, yeah, that's not the reason. Um, and it's, it's, it's more, they don't say it outright, but it's more about control. And it's, they are stuck on their mandate to consolidate EMS services across this province. And we're witnessing today how that system is, um, is detrimental to all of Albertans. All you, and even if you want to look uh, outward um, uh, across the country, um, there are provinces moving away from what Alberta Health Services is moving towards. I, I'll point you to the province of Nova Scotia. There is um, tremendous, essentially a privatized uh, EMS system out there. And um, I think they've actually changed uh, a, a, a political riding, or, or I guess their government, um, from a red to a blue. And this was one of their their mandates was that we were, we were going to fix our healthcare system, including EMS. So, moving up to today, the hope next is to switch over our current emergency communication center to a provincial EMS dispatch? Um, No, it's quite frankly, um, we've been dispatching, we've been a 911 emergency communication center for 30 years. Mm -hmm. We've been dispatching EMS and fire since the 70s. Mm -hmm. So, and, and currently we are an accredited dispatch center, meaning we meet the standards at a national level. And in fact, we exceed those, those standards, but we, we are considered an accredited dispatch center by a third party. Now, if I can take a moment here, Alberta Health Services claims to be accredited, but they couldn't meet the standards of the national standards. So they took the process internal and now they are meeting their internal standards. So it's not apples to apples. Yeah, Yeah. I guess, I, I guess what we're doing here today is, is as a matter, like it's more of a matter of fact. Um, the Emergency Health Services Act permits any organization such as us to make an application to the Minister of Health to be recognized as a dispatch center. Yeah. With this application, I guess what we're saying is that we're qualified to provide a high quality service. And as we did for many years, as I said, 40 years, and that we want approval to operate as a dispatch center. Now our local communication center is well positioned and well equipped to provide EMS dispatch services in, in the Wood Buffalo region. Uh, for, the, for all of the reasons that our, our Mayor Scott has, has explained, um, our, our local knowledge, the, uh, the terminology of twist and shout, meaning our dispatchers, instead of transferring a call across this province two, three, and four times to get the appropriate resources to that emergency call, we just turn our chair around and look to the next dispatcher beside us, and they can start getting alternative resources to that call. It's just far, far, far more efficient. Once again, joined with Jody Butts, the Director of Emergency Management and our Regional Fire Chief here. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. We're just going to take our second break, and we'll be right back. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. 
We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Hope you're having a good Thursday so far. We'll hop right back into the third part of our interview with our very own Andrew Wilcox as he talks with Jody Butts, the Director of Emergency Management and our Regional Fire Chief. Well, and it seems to me this is a step backwards because we have a lot of conversation or what they've done is a step backwards because we have a lot of conversation about meeting the needs of rural communities. We have a lot of rural communities in the area and your organization seems to have been effectively meeting the needs of those outlying communities for many, many years and this new change has caused issues when it comes to that. Would I be accurate in saying all of that? You would be accurate in saying that. Now, there's our geographic, we're geographically challenged here. So we have, we have, you know, we have forced ourselves to be self-reliant. We have come up with local solutions to meet the needs in our region. And I'll give you the, the, the best example here is what we know today is our Hero Medevac helicopter. Yep. There used to be Alberta Health Services failed to address medevac uh, emergency response or air rotary wing emergency response in this region. STARS to this day cannot respond up here. They literally don't have enough fuel in their helicopters. So we, for years, have had a contract. What started out to be a shared contract between three aviation companies, we take one seat out, one seat out of an A-STAR helicopter and so there's a pilot and a back and a and a spine board with a patient and your your you know our medical staff was on the helicopter and away we go. Mm-hmm. We've progressed much, uh, since then, but um, that is a result of the local uh, of a local solution, and we have municipal support for it. We have industry support for it, and supported by a, a, a nonprofit charitable organization. So, and yet a little bit outside of this context, but again, that same Ernest and Young report that I mentioned earlier, yeah. it also recognized rotary wing helicopters. And they did come out with an announcement on that, recognizing that they should probably do a sole source, that being STARS, to provide all of, all of the rotary wing medevac services in Alberta. That's crazy. That's nuts. So then what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. That means we have to con. I, I don't know what that means for us, and that's still been left uncertain. So, you're, to your point, Andrew, you hit it right on the head. Is Alberta Health Services has done nothing to improve service. What they've done is taken away our ability to govern our own critical service in our region and made things extremely complicated. And now, by transitioning EMS, um, EMS dispatch. Essentially, they're now controlling our resources because the medic, the crews on the ambulances and the ambulances and, and the equipment is all RMWB staff and yep. equipment. So now they're dispatching our resources. It just, it, and, and it, it's just not efficient. I'll remind everyone that we are an integrated department and that's extremely important. It's critical to our delivery of emergency services here because we don't, and under Alberta Health Services consolidated model, it is dependent on when one area of the province or a pocket of the province is taxed with high call volumes, they can pull from other areas to backfill that. Well, our 
up here in Wood Buffalo, we're 300 kilometers away from the nearest EMS backup. So we have to be self-reliant. Again, local solutions. That integrated model where our ambulance crews and fire crews are all medically trained and all fire trained. So it doesn't matter what truck they're on. They can go to a medical call in a fire truck and still provide medical initial medical services as they would with an ambulance. You, You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you look to the south, they're short of ambulances, and what are they doing? They're pulling an ambulance from Medicine Hat into Calgary to do an eMERGE call. Yeah, which is two and a half hours. That's crazy. Yeah. So then what's left with Medicine Hat? They then dump that responsibility back on to the municipalities to fill their gap. So I have yet to been, I've, I continue to ask from day one, and I've yet to get an answer, and in the, in the answer and the question is simple. How does a consolidated EMS model provincial model benefit the Wood Buffalo region. That's all the time we have for Fort McMurray Matters today. Big thank you to Andrew Wilcox and Jody Butts of uh, Director of Emergency Management and our Regional Fire Chief. We're actually going to have a part two that will air some tomorrow as well. If you missed the podcast, you can go on over to our website. It will be posted shortly there. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.